0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the FlowTrack podcast. Track podcast at gmail.com is our email address. I'm Kevin Sully, joined by Gordon Mack on this episode. Gordon, good morning. How are you?
1: Good morning to you in crystal clear sound now. As you can see, I have a new mic, a Yeti mic. So now I'm at the same level, if not better, than you and Lincoln. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what sound quality is and the rankings of sound quality between the three hosts, but I know I'm in the top three now. So before I was not ranked (laughs) because I didn't have a mic, but now I'm in the top three
0: before you were not eligible you were in the uh well they haven't quite moved up to the uh the to the minimum threshold of audio to be to be considered but you sound good no excuses now Gordon if you're if people don't like listening to you it's just it's just because of you it's not because of the the method by which your voice is transmitted
1: and I do get worried about that uh if people don't like listening to my voice if I stutter too much or have weird ums or whatever and I realized that because I was listening to another podcast, a podcast that I enjoy listening to, and they had a guest on. And whenever he comes on, he's he has the most annoying way of talking that I've ever heard, and mm. uh, I had to turn it off. So hopefully I am not one of those, oh, Gordon's on the pod, skip, we'll wait for the Kevin Lincoln show. Um, mm. Hopefully it's the other way around. Oh, Gordon's on the pod, listen, delete all the other podcasts. That's what I hope it is, but I don't know. We'll see. I will say this:
0: I did a I did a live show with my other podcast, House of Run, uh, on Zoom, and one of the people we brought on asked a question, and they're like, "Oh, I was listening to the Flow Track podcast, and I was inspired by Gordon's idea of blah 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 blah." And then I immediately, you know, on Zoom, you can just kick people out. I just get out of here. You're done. I don't. Definitely I don't want to hear anything about that.
1: Well. I uh, I, 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 re- I respect that.
0: No, this guy. his name was uh, John. He's from London. So basically what he did was he listened to your rant about why the marathon is 26.2 miles, and we didn't get into it. But he basically was like, hey, if it always stuck at 25 miles, who would have been the first person under two hours? So he did this math to figure out who would have been the the Kipchoge, if you will, of a 25-mile marathon, and when would it have happened? But it was all it's all because of you. So there's at least one person who doesn't turn off when when you're on. Who
1: who would have been the first sub two hour twenty five mile version marathoner?
0: According to his calculations, it was Khalid Kinnouchi the year before he became an American and got American citizenship. So it was it, it he ran like I, I, was, I believe it was the two hundred five something or other in in Chicago. But my guess, I thought it was Haile Gebrselassie. I thought, thought that's who it was going to be um uh, but actually it would have done, been done earlier than that so a while ago we would be in the we'd be in the 155 era at this point i feel like now if it was 25 miles as opposed to
1: 26.2 maybe the creators of adding the 1.2 miles wanted us to have this moment in the year of 2019 2020 <laughs> where yeah. it worked out that 2 hours was like the ultimate threshold cuz it's so weird how we like are just so, like, we talked about this in a pod earlier how we are so enamored by round numbers. And yeah. especially specifically, like, because, but it has to be very round. Like, 150 is not the same as two minutes, right? Like, right. a woman breaking right. two minutes is much bigger than a man breaking 145 or 150, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And it like mm-hmm. four minute miles, a lot more sexier than 430 miles because it has to be super round right and so you know the first woman to break 230 in a marathon isn't going to be as sexy as the first man to break two hours or 215 isn't as sexy as two you know you know what I'm trying to say it's just weird yeah we just love well, with, zero 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 zeros well with the four or minute, nine, minute nine, mile nine, to, nine,
0: yeah yeah with the four minute mile the four 60 second quarters too I think adds to it like each thing is is a minute. So that makes it even more simplistic, I guess. The first person who breaks one forty in the eight hundred, they're going to go fifty and fifty. But that's fifty seconds is in a minute, right? Like a minute on the dot, four times in a row is what you have to average to get under four minutes. So, I I, yeah, there's just there's a lot going on there. But as a time, and this isn't anything new, but I mean, four minutes under four doesn't get you into the NCAA meet anymore, right? Yeah, not even close. So, but it's the idea that
1: when someone does it.
0: Yeah, I guess because we, – and we play into that um, as much as anybody else because we – because it's – yeah, it's, it's something easy to to hang on to. But that versus somebody running, I don't know, like 45 seconds in the 400, it's like, well, one is better than – like a 45-second 400 is a lot more rare than a 359.99 than a mile, right?
1: Yeah, but we get up more for the 359 because of the zeros.
0: Yeah, we love zeros. I think that's the moral. The moral of the story. Um, so on today's show, let's go back a little bit. Sorry, I wasn't everybody... on.
1: So for the viewers who thought well, I was Gordon on the Monday podcast, you guys people spoke were about it beginning. People were wondering. There's like twelve people who texted me. Where are you? Uh, I th- I thought I would, you know, give it to you and Lincoln because you guys are more knowledgeable in the marathon. If I had to be honest, I don't really like the marathon that much. I know that's a, a, like taboo to say. It's one of my least favorite events. You know, we all have like favorite events, right? I would say my favorite event is, um, ironically, the 800. And I say that ironically because in my crazy theory, I think 800 would be on the chopping block of events. But my favorite event is the 800, mainly because I ran it. My second favorite event is probably the four hundred third favorite event mile slash fifteen hundred, et cetera. It goes down then, then the hundred, whatever. Keep going. You got a whole hour to fill. But no, no. I want every event. The Gordon's <laughs> ranks all thirty-six events. Uh no, but uh I uh Marathon is not in my top twenty. And I think I just well, at like the format yeah it's just not I don't like the format of it. I don't like the duration of it. Uh the the I know people like like you said you like the idea of like oh, like the person gets a big lead and will they hold on to it? And it's the drama Mm -hmm. of like them slowly getting caught or the drama of who's the last one to fall off, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that's as drama. I I just want to see a race. I like seeing two people back and forth during a race. And I also have a short attention span. And I don't know. I just covered a bunch of... I've covered a bunch of marathons and half marathons. And literally the first... 50 to 65% of the race, you're not doing anything. You're just like, okay, mile split. Okay. Everyone together. Like if you can just always, I mean, people say this about baseball, right? People are like saying like baseball isn't exciting until like the ninth inning bottom of the ninth where it is actual pressure, right? The first few innings, sure. it's kind of like everyone's showing up and hitting balls. And I kind of think that about the marathon <laughs> where it's only really exciting until the final 5k or 10k. And then, sometimes it's not even exciting because the race is already decided by then. but that's just me. I know there's a lot of huge marathon, marathon stands out there. Uh, I'm just not one of them. And so when it came to appreciating the Boston marathon, which I still appreciate, I felt like you and Lincoln would do a better job of breaking down the memories. And you guys did a good job. I had no idea that your dad was in the 2013 mm. marathon. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was there. It was- first and, and only probably won't go back again that was uh quite a year to run it i will say this uh two things real quick i feel like marathons are feast or famine when you're watching them at least that's my impression they're awesome like all either all-time classics because something weird or crazy happens i mean do you remember the year was it is it kip sang like De decisa in new york and it was like the end of a 1500 like he just had like a dead sprint yeah. towards the end and they were they were talking trash to it or Kip Sang was talking trash to him like he was literally – he exchanged words with somebody in the last 200 meters of a marathon. Like That's awesome, right? Or obviously the MEB races are crazy. The Olympic trials in 2016 was nuts with Flanagan. Or you're right. It's very like chalk. It's just a procession. You kind of know who's going to win, and there's not a ton of drama. The other thing I'll say is, yeah, it takes three hours, but very few track meets only take three hours either. And I know you're only getting two events. Right, You get a men's marathon, a women's marathon in that two and a half or three hours versus a track meet, you could get a whole bunch of events. But I think a lot of running fans, myself included, are conditioned for it because we're just used to everything being so long and we're used to the 17th heat of the 5,000 and the 18th of the steeplechase. So it doesn't seem that long because at least it's, it's, it's two events, men's race, women's race. Sometimes they start them at the same time and then it's over and then you go about your day.
1: And I also like, you know, the I, the I because of the length of the marathon, that means, like, third place will lose by 10 minutes. And you're like... Sometimes, yeah. It, it, yeah, sometimes. But, like, it's kind of weird when, like, someone, like, says, like, oh, I was eighth in the marathon. But, you know, you lost by, like, 12 mm-hmm. minutes. And it's kind of weird to, like, whereas if you're eighth in, like, a 5K, you're only losing by, like, you know five seconds or I don't know, depending on like whatever the event is. But like sure the distance yeah, that, that second to tenth are, it's kind of weird. You know, I don't know. I just think it's like right. Like normally when you think of someone who finishes second in a race, you think they almost won and most track races, right? Someone who gets second you get in a the hundred typically almost won. But if you get second in a marathon, most of the time you did not almost win. You lose by like forty five seconds. So that's why it's kind of tell that
0: to to tell that to Leonard Career. Are you going to tell this message to Leonard Career about his fourth place finish the trials? Wasn't close enough for you there?
1: Yeah, okay, but yeah, obviously we pick point the like the crazy like finishes and the good moments. Yeah, there's, but you know, I just think that a lot of times, you know. That's a, that's it's spread out. It's a that.
0: 20, it's a 20, it's a two hour race. So yes, it's going to, but that's, that makes the, the close races that much more exceptional. I feel like too, because wow, they've been running for two hours and there's no separation between these, these people. Um, all right. So everybody start for content, including Twitter, because they said they posted yesterday, propose a rule change in your favorite sport. Right? So that got posted on the flow track, Instagram, and there was like 800 comments. So,
1: so I wanted read to read all something. 800 of them.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, right off the top, I know I don't want to cover something that we've already talked about here. Cause we've talked about things that are somewhat related, but do you have any rule changes that you can think of off the top of your head in, in your favorite sport? And in this case, your favorite sport is track and field.
1: Well, assuming my favorite sport is track and field. <laughs> That's a good, good thing. Good first, good assumption. As I am, one of three guests on the Flow Check podcast. Um, no, but uh, my number one thing that I would want to get rid of, I think it's controversial. Exchange zones. I don't think okay. there should be exchange zones in relays. I like. that I don't one. see the purpose. Like why are we eliminating it? Limit. Why are we saying you can you can't run further or shorter than this distance? Hey, as long as the baton goes around four times and those four people at least hold it for at least a second each we're good Mm -hmm. why do we disqualify people because you ran 121 meters and not 119 meters it's just like stupid that's my opinion
0: yeah well i i I actually agree with that because you're also introducing a completely foreign skill to running fast and using it to determine who the fastest collection of four human beings are and it's like okay you got to run really fast but you also have to pass this stick within this really small area on the track. And if you don't, I mean, I know every sport – I mean, football games are decided by people kicking a ball through upright. So every sport has weird quirks that they have to live with. But I I think you're right. I think if you just said, hey, you have have to put four people out there, figure out how you want to do it, people would still shoot for the traditional four-by-one handoff. And there would be some drops still because – they're moving quickly and it's slippery sometimes but just yeah the latitude to run 130 if you need to or if a pass is bad it would lead to kind of some pretty epic anchors like imagine if like your pass is just so bad but you're not going to you know you're not going to get dq'd because you can't get dq'd so they're like way far behind and then you have to claw yourself out of this crazy hole i think it would actually be i think it'd be way more exciting also then you wouldn't have to do this thing where how often does this happen gordon how often have you seen this in a major championship? Uh team A gets silver or bronze, is halfway through their victory lap, someone yells to them that they've been DQ'd, and then they walk dejectedly back <laughs> to this to, to the bottom of the stadium, put their flag away, and get pissed. You don't you don't know the results oftentimes when the event's over because you have to wait for protests and DQs, and was this person's foot on the line or, or was it not?
1: Yeah, and the argument against my take and art, the take that you agree with is like saying, Well, if you're well, you just want to get rid of relay exchange zones because you guys aren't good at it, or like saying the American because Americans aren't good at it, right? Uh, but it's like I'm a British four by one fan, 1? by the way. Yeah,
0: I'm an official British four by one fan. I switch over to them for, for the four by one, so
1: but people, the people who like Exchange Zones say like, that's what makes it such a great event because you have to be really good at this skill and that's, it's dramatic and like it requires practice and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but we're here to watch the fastest people run. We're not here to watch exchanges. We're here to watch sprinting and distance running. Mm -hmm. So like, why are we making our athletes run slower than what they can? Because literally you do run slower because you have to, you're like you sometimes you have to slow yourself down or or you know i don't know i don't know how it works i was never four by one well right no no yeah you
0: have yeah you have to adjust aspects of
1: not getting a pure all-out effort like even i guarantee our world record would probably be a second faster if everyone was just allowed to not think about exchange zones and just go
0: yeah the splits would be ruined, but who? Can, I mean, no one cares about four by one splits. Those are crazy. They're not like yeah. four by four splits where there's actually some historical record of them. I know people have kept like kept both splits, but they're all taking off from from different points, and it's an inexact science as is. I don't think anybody's going to miss that. You'd still have a little look if you want to go to the the complete extreme, right? And you want to say we want to know the fastest collection of four four people let's remove all variables. Then you'd go to my proposal, which is you have magnets on the baton and magnets in your hand. So there's like 0% chance that you drop it and and it just magically gets in your hand every single time. But I think your solution of just not having um, not having exchange zones, there's still a degree of variability, right? There's still a chance for that upset. The team from Japan, the team from France, they're doing the upsweep batons as opposed to the downsweep. And they have this this great Uh, chemistry together and they can come in and they can get a medal. like That still exists because if you have clean exchanges and you can put people in the right spots, you'd still succeed. But it also just eliminates the other part of it, the part that's just excessively rule oriented, I feel like. I mean, it's just like this mark needs to be exactly here, right? It it, it gets rid of that and it allows for some pure sprinting, um, allows for more strategy too, like we've talked about before from the, from the coaching, like where are you going to get the stick? How are you going to do it? Uh, I think ultimately people would decide in the same, roughly the same regions as they are now. Um, It just would be an easier watch. I think too.
1: And it's crazy. We literally are penalizing athletes for running too far. Like, Oh, you're, you ran outside of the exchange zone. So you went farther than you're allowed to. That'd be like DQing a distance runner for running out in lane four for too long. You're like you're going to you're, you're you're making it too long of a run for you. You need to be DQ'd. You're only allowed to run mm-hmm. exactly this range of five k. You know, it's, yeah. I, don't know. I just think that uh, they're all running a hundred. They're all running four hundred meters as a team. It's a re- it's a team event, and they're all running four hundred yeah. meters as a team. They're, you're not you're not. No one's running any shorter. They're not running three hundred ninety nine meters as a team. If someone runs an extra two meters, they're still all running four hundred meters a stick
0: so what's can't you know what's to stop someone from running a 10 meter leg at the end like letting bolt go for a hundred and well
1: what's stopping you is that what's stopping you is not it's not the most efficient
0: so so you're okay so under your proposal and there's coaching you know maybe it is so under your under your proposal four four people have to touch the baton but it doesn't matter how they do it theoretically, and this would be a terrible strategy. The first person could run five meters. The second person could run five meters. The third person could run five meters, and then the last person could run three hundred eighty-five meters, and that'd be yeah. legal.
1: And, yeah, and they would get dead last, so no one would ever do it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just <laughs> right? teasing out the and, teasing out the yeah. proposal. It would be kind of cool though to see, like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna let Bolt go for 140 or sixty.
1: You know yeah or yeah whatever and like we have a really good 60 guy so like it's like hey we you you pair bolt in the six you pair your 200 guy with a 60 guy and then you have your two 100 guys right and then you find a way to make it work to go like 100 100 150 50 or something like that see i would be okay and this would people would say well then
0: they'll just push the limits here but i would be okay to say that the range is 50 to 150. so you have you have to run a length in between that but then you'd get but people why? who would be like p- p-. well, I know, because th- then you get then you get the, the situation where people are passing it at the 150 and then you're gonna get the DQs there too, yeah. or did they give it away too early? So it it kind of cuts against the 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 spirit of what we're trying to do. Um
1: I just don't feel like I just don't feel yeah. like you need to put limitations on it because the limitations will come from you don't need a people are going to uh not do it because it's it's not a Advantage. You would lose races if you did it. So, like, there's no point. Mm -hmm. Why? Yeah. We don't need to create rules for something that no one's ever going to try to do because if they do try to do it, they're not going to win. Right. Mm -hmm. If all of a sudden they realize, hey, this team has a really good 380 meter runner and you keep on winning every four by one, maybe they'll change. (laughs) But until that person exists, I don't think that person's ever going to be faster than running, you know, 30 second 400s. So,
0: well, I think just as it's become popular to put your fastest runner second because it's the longest leg you hear coaches talk about that after a year or so of this people would settle in on a pattern that's comfortable because yeah running bolt at 160 meters 150 meters might be advantageous but then you have to balance that out with well then you're gonna have to make another exchange in a very on a quick, very quick turnaround right which is going to be tough to do like a guy getting up to full speed in the 60 and then trying to pass it right at 60. Is going to be difficult too so you there'd be all this fun back and forth about how to yeah yeah fun back and forth about how to maximize it a lot of science too yeah there'd be like analytics people involved yeah in track and field the nerds would take over just like in basketball and baseball it'd be awesome you'd get hired by at least two schools simultaneously it would be it would be awesome um tyson gay sprinter tyson gay entered entered the comment section and said Go back to the old false start rule. Give a second chance to the the athletes to perform. What do you think of that one?
1: Agreed. Yeah. You know, like, the argument against it is that people try to skip the gun because they know they get one uh, extra chance, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know... I don't know are you really how many people are actually doing that how many people are like taking advantage of the mulligan like how many i guess what percentage of i guess it would be interesting to have like a secret poll among the hundred most elite <laughs> sprinters and ask them like do you would you take advantage do you treat it like a mulligan of trying to jump the gun and see how many people actually truly do that because i don't think I mean, if you're an elite runner, I mean, maybe the person who's taking advantage is like the high school kid who's like doesn't know what they're doing. like, hey, man, let's see if I can figure this out. But if you're like an elite pro, you're not like playing games with the start. That's what I think. So in
0: 2010, they went away. 2010, 2011, it was just one and done. Before that, remember, one got charged to the whole field. But I never liked that because that didn't seem fair either because the first person who goes... They get a false start, and then anybody who false starts after that is DQ'd. Now, everybody getting two false starts, I've heard horror stories about how that was back in the day because they were trying to get races to start, and everybody would just take their shot, and then it would be three, four, five false starts later. Not good for TV. I was trying to think in recent time like when this would have been useful uh, or how this would have changed results. And Bolt was great, but obviously when he went into that last championship, he was not fully Bolt. I'm talking about 2017. And he was going against two really good starters in Coleman and Gatlin. Do you think Bolt would have just burned one to put everybody back on their heels a little bit?
1: Yeah, I could see that. But because I also could the- see Bolt being like, I'm Bolt. I don't need to play games. I'm, you know, he has the confidence of like, you know. I don't need, I don't need to whole advantages, you know, but I, I I could see him. I remember, I remember the era pretty
0: well of when it was one and then everybody was, then it was charged to the field. And it was just sort of this feeling of like the first time around, okay, this is a race, this is a race, but you almost like went in assuming like, and especially in hurdle races, I don't know any many data to back this up, but it always felt like the hurdle races, the fall, the first gun was never going to be it. Like there was always going to be a false start. And then there was this tense feeling the second time they went down because, okay, if anybody twitches, if anybody comes out of their blocks now, it's over for them. So it was a psychological difference between the first time you're called down and the second time. And I feel like Bolt, with all his psychological advantages of all the gold medals and all the the times he's come through in the clutch, I wonder if that in that last run, when he knew he wasn't fully himself, if he just threw a little bit of doubt, played a little bit of mind games with everybody.
1: Do you think Um, he would be really blown up? Do you think you'd be really blunt about it too? And not even do like a fake false start, but like just <laughs> just it, stand box. right up and be like, yeah. oh, I got DQ. Okay, let's do it again, boys. And like purposely yeah. create the tension. Well, oh, because
0: yeah. you hear Spinner say this all the time, like it's a huge energy drain coming out of the blocks, right? You're just waiting and waiting. It's that explosive movement. That's why they don't, they give them a little bit of time to calm down, to, to reset themselves because- And we've seen this before, right? When there's numerous callbacks because of like timer malfunctions or things like that, the end end result ends up being a very sloppy race because they're tired, right? Because they've come out of the blocks two, three times. And now it's just like, all right, let me just get this thing over with. So I like the current rule as is because I didn't like burning. I didn't like the one person having that much impact um, over the race. But, uh, and I also thought that everybody getting two while equitable isn't really feasible, I like it how it is now, but obviously for distance races. Actually, I think anything over anything, anything over two hundred meters, I don't think that, I think four hundred is fine too. I think if someone falls starts, just have them stand up and do it again. So that's my that's my thought. Uh here's one. Someone said quadruple jump. So they must have listened to Lincoln's uh, <laughs> monologue about how he would be the best quadruple or double jumper of all time.
1: I do think uh, uh with with regards to jumping and i guess uh it's kind of interesting how like why do we have like a line that you can't go beyond like why don't they use technology to, to kind of just see how far did you go right yeah like someone goes a set a millimeter over the over the line and you know they have the cr- they're like twelve centimeters farther, like does that mil- that millimeter really help them? I mean it's the same idea of getting rid of exchange zones. Maybe just do like yeah. pure pure science of like lasers. Introduce lasers yeah, I mean, they, into jumping.
0: I mean they do have the technology, right? They measure the I watched the news at the World Indoors in 2016, the first time I paid attention to it, like the there was nobody out there with a measuring tape, right? Someone would jump, they'd wait a couple seconds and then people would rake it and the mark would go up. You're like how they do that? They definitely have the technology to do it. You're right. How much do we want to make these things add it how much do we want to add a technical component to these things versus how much do we just want to see the raw performance of athleticism? And I yeah. trend I think, way more to the raw display of athleticism because in the marathon, right? In the 400 In these, in these other events, we just let them go for the most part, right? There's not that many strictures on them. I guess in the hundred and the 200 and the 400, you have to learn to run out of, come out of blocks, but that's just because we've decided that's the fastest way to get going right from a, from a start. So you learn that technical component, but from there on, as long as you go after the gun, you're fine. Right? Like why, why put these people in a box?
1: Yeah. And I mean, I do understand though, like there's a reason why like we don't time races by just like off of like, it's the same idea as like, whereas in the 40 yard dash, the t- the clock starts when you start, you know, there's no right. like delay in like start time. So in here, I mean, they think like, if we're going to not do that in running, we shouldn't do that in jumping where you get to just pick your starting point based on wherever you leave off the ground. So I don't know. I think it is my my one thing though with lasers to get back to the lasers because i think we need more lasers in track and field is i think they should add lasers to the high jump and pole vault right because in a high jump and pole vault there needs to be a vertical sand pit using lasers right so we truly know how high you jumped or how high you vaulted like which there's no bar that you have to jump over in horizontal jumps it's just yeah. like you go as far as you go and we find out how far you go. Whereas in pole vaulting and high jumping, you can be two centimeters over the bar, but you don't get credit for those extra two centimeters. And we should start giving them credit for those centimeters. Like Mondo, when he yeah. pole vaulted, he, he, he jumped higher. Like he clearly is better than what he he vaulted, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. So and for some, some reason, I see those two things.
0: things. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. For some reason, I see those two things as as different and I don't know why i think maybe it's because you're approaching the bar so your your task is in front of you of come you know clear that bar and then you go on to the next bar whereas the horizontal jumps are just like hey go for it go as far as you can every single time um so why not measure it i i think in the horizontal jumps too like just give them a huge make the board way bigger right and say as long as you take off in this in this board At any point in this board, we're going to measure it from where you jump, not how close you get to the actual board. It'd be fun. I feel like that's something they should just like experiment with at least. I mean, they're doing all these other weird experiments with field events at diamond leagues. Like, ooh, only we do an elimination thing, and in in the end, it's like one person jumping. Like, why not? Why not do that of like the true, like your true jump number? I think that would be cool.
1: Yeah, or even they got the technology for that. Yeah, or even think about this. In high jump and pole vault, it's a it's an elimination, right? You say, next line, next line. Why don't we do that yeah. in horizontal and throws where, all right, everyone needs to jump, you know, 24 feet, all right? You didn't jump 24 mm-hmm. feet, you're out. Now everyone needs to jump 24 and a half feet, all right? Now you're out. And right. Same thing with shot put. Throw 20 meters, all right? Now everyone needs to throw 20.5. So because the thing about jumping is like you have six jumps or six throws, your first throw could be your gold winning gold medal winning throw or jump. Yeah. Like then it's like, kind of like there's no drama to the end. So maybe you can create an elimination factor and shot and, and long and triple, but we're going all over the place with these jumps and throws and field events. What's another uh, rule that we're trying to change?
0: Yeah. Well, actually we actually got one there about, the the measuring of the long jump. So it's not just you and I, uh, how about fastest time go to the finals? None of that heat winner crap. This is what e- Eli says. We talked about this before. Do you like the, the 800 meter example that you gave where it's like you have a time and anybody who does it get, gets in plus the, yeah. the fastest in the heat. So it com- it's a hybrid essentially.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that, I think that, um, I disagree. I still think heat winners should be able to go, but I do think that we should have a time advancer. So if you run Mm -hmm. this time, I don't care if you got first, second, or 30th in your heat, you hit that time, you get to go. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be the best way to decide. Because that's what they do in throwing. They have automatic qualifiers to finals if you you throw over a certain mark or jump a certain mark.
0: The... The counterpoint to this obviously would be something in the sprints where they get a really good wind in one heat, and then the next heat the wind completely switches, and then and then you're SOL basically at that point.
1: Um, how about well, walking so music first,
0: for four for, by four? Sorry,
1: go ahead. Oh, uh, for the sprints though, we say that they should change. They should they should add wind as a fact. They should adjust times based hmm. on wind. So obviously they have like top two go and say there's three heats, right? Top two all go and then the next uh two fastest. Those next two fastest their times should be converted based on the wind they had to make it truly fair. Because if you had a headwind and you're you can get third and then another person yeah. has a tailwind and gets third, they that should be accounted for.
0: See I just feel like they should get rid of fastest losers. Just add in add in two or three or whatever extra spots to the qualifying and then just say there's no there's no fastest losers in some of that stuff. So if it's like a, like I guess that would be tough because it's three heats, right? Usually, like the 100, the semis is like three heats. Yeah. So, and then they go, they, they, they always go, uh, well,
1: this is a nine-lane track right? sometimes. Yeah. There's well, okay. Or,
0: or how about this? Instead of having 24 move to the semifinals, make it 16. Make it a true semi final. Only 16 people into the semis, two heats of eight, and then four and four for the sprints. And then that solves that problem. Yeah. Don't don't advance. Don't advance 24 into the semis.
1: Okay. So what, uh, four by what, four walk up you? music. That's a rule change.
0: I don't know. This Ethan wants four <laughs> by four walk up music, and I wanted to give him a stage here. Uh I'm for it.
1: Uh relays and cross country. You like relays. You like cross country, Gordon. Relays in cross country, that is yeah. not. What does that mean? Like they, everyone runs what, like four, five k, and I have to watch like a four by five k. No, I'm not watching that. I'm not watching. That Maybe at all.
0: be a marathon, a marathon relay. Um, oh, how about winning? Awful. Here's here. We're gonna get into some NCAA stuff, so you'll like this. Winner of conference in cross country automatically qualifies a team to NCAA's. That's from runner of steel.
1: No, I don't like, like I
0: like it. I mean, there's in.
1: there's 30, there's 30 conferences. It's not the March (sighs) madness. I don't know.
0: Yes. Let's make it like March madness, but in November, 64 teams on the line, you had some playing meets as well. I'm here for it. I like it. Uh, we got some waterfall start for, well, someone wants waterfall start in the 200. Another person said waterfall start in the 400.
1: I like waterfall start in the 200. That'd be wild. Yeah. Put some uh, more contact I will say this, sport.
0: Yes. I, I would do away with the two heat final in, uh, in indoors, but that's not a controversial opinion. Uh, four by eight in the Olympics, Dylan says.
1: That'll be good. I like that. Four by eight needs to be uh, an event everywhere. They need to get rid yeah. of the DMR for indoor and turn it into a four by eight. And they need to add four by eight to outdoor, add four by eight as a international event. I did mention earlier that like, uh, about relays, how, and like one of the first podcasts we did, how we should send a relay. We should have relay, a relay championship to pick our relay team, as opposed to just picking Mm -hmm. our four fastest individuals to kind of make it more of like a team sport where it's like, Oh man, like I'm going all in on trying to, you know, you know, then it's like, it adds more of a team aspect to the U S trials because then you're all thinking about your right. training groups. So there's like this sprint train, like the Noah Lyles training group going up against the Christian Coleman training group. And uh, we, we saw them race, but maybe Lyles is going all in on the relay version, you know, stuff like that, but that'll never happen. A lot of these yeah, changes will never happen. That's what's great about this, well, this track just never yeah, changes.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about real- adding relays to the Olympics and I'm with you like four by eight would be my first choice, but on another podcast, I was discussing it and I actually thought the sprint medley two two four eight would be my second choice to add, and actually might I could see that one being added before four by because it, it would involve a lot more countries, whereas four by I think excludes a lot of countries, and they would want something where a lot of people could participate. Because I think anything that ends in an eight hundred is awesome, especially something that's going to be really close going into the eight hundred. And I think two two I think two two four eight would be pretty cool to see. And I don't like, I'm not like a huge sprint medley fan, but I think within the context of like the Olympics, if you start thinking about the different teams that countries can put together, it gets pretty cool. It gets pretty
1: interesting. Four by eight, yeah, I feel like it be in, right
0: now, it's I, the, US versus the, Kenya the, all the time.
1: The two-two part though is just so like negligible because the difference between the two best 200 meter runners on one country yeah. versus the two worst 200 meter runners on one country is probably gonna be a difference of what a second, right? Yeah, but second yeah. and a half. And what? But it different... allows them to. But like a second is nothing in an eight hundred, right? Like, if yeah, a one forty-five guy going up against a one forty-four guy, the one forty-five guy could beat him.
0: Yeah, but I mean, riddle me this though. I mean, in this scenario, I'm using. Well, no, I'm not using made up sprinters. Uh Let's take South Africa, right? Let's take South Africa. Uh you got Van Diekirk in, in the 4. Let's do South Africa versus Kenya. 4 by f- uh sprint medley showdown. Hypothetical, right? Okay. So you have someone you have someone like Simbine, Jabinwana, or Munyai. One of those guys that Lincoln does not think is actually that fast because he disrespects <laughs> the uh the performances out of that country and gets hate mail. You have those two and guys. They run 40
1: seconds. They run 40. They run what? 40 seconds.
0: Yes. Yes. Combined. It's just, yes. Hypothetically, let's say they run 40 seconds. Let's say this is like awesome Van Niekerk, right? Well, that's okay. Let's let's back up. Okay. So say they run 40 seconds and Kenya's duo, and I know Kenya's had good 200-meter um, runners in the past, but let's just say South Africa is 40... a second ahead. A second ahead. Yeah. Let's just say 40, a second, yeah. right?
1: Or... So it's 40 to 41.
0: Okay. Then the 400 goes. And let's just say it's a manual Career versus Wade Van Niekerk. And just for the sake of argument, let's—I know you're going to argue with me on this—but let's just say Van Niekerk is a second ahead. That might be too low for some people. That might be too high. But let's just That's say it's not going to be a second second.
1: Ahead. I mean, Career is going to split forty-three seconds.
0: Okay, but I'm just saying, sake of argument, the the man's run forty-three oh three. Let's put a little bit of respect on him. Okay. So okay. now South Africa is plus. So now South Africa is plus two, right? Yeah. Plus two going into the anchor. Now. Well, Kenya will so be able means- to close with a
1: 143. It's going to be close. Yeah. 143 to versus 145. forty five guy? Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: I go on, go on, uh, to tell us to figure out who South Africa's best 800 meter runner was last year. But I'm saying it's at least interesting then, right? That's a two second gap going into the last leg of an 800. So it's not a complete formality
1: as to who wins. Okay. Okay. Well, let's take out. South Africa and do Kenya versus America. Yeah, we're gonna run what thirty nine point seven five in the in the two hundreds, okay. right? Yeah, and we throw. Yeah. I mean, we do what's gonna be. We'll probably do Lyles and Norman in the two, <laughs> in the four hundred. We put Fred Curley, and then the eight hundred. Put Donovan Brazier. That's not even a race. It's over, right?
0: Yeah. Well, because right now the U.S. happens to have the best 800 meter runner, so that's you're right. And the, in the in the rare instances when the U.S. has the best 800 meter runner, chances are they're probably going to be pretty good in the two and the four, and they'll be fine. But that doesn't that doesn't always well, just,
1: that doesn't always happen. I just I just think it'll be like the how DMR, is that? where the team with the best miler, whoever has Yared goose, is going to win. Where well, let's you know Notre that, Dame is know? not
0: eligible for the world championships. No, I get what you're saying, but the four by eight, it's I mean. Who's involved in a 4x8 right now for the men or for the women? Like Great Britain would have a good women's team. Poland would have a good men's team. But primarily on both the men's and women's side, you're looking at a lot of U.S. and a lot of Kenya year in and year out. I think a sprint medley, you only need to have one decent 800-meter runner. You don't need to have four. But,
1: but, but the argument, though, that it's a lot of U.S. and a lot of Kenya, you could say that for like – the four by one or for the four by four, like there's dominant, like the four by one, it's a lot of Jamaica. Yeah, there's it's a lot of, You know what I mean? It's batons. Now. I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying when it's think- longer, you, you can't in a four by one. It's, it's okay. If it's a blowout because it's over in 40 seconds in the four by four. It's, it's been a blowout a lot. Right. And okay. It's over in three minutes, three and a half minutes for the women. Uh, Whereas
1: like a seven minute blowout is boring.
0: Yeah, I get. It. Do you remember those world relays races when they did DMRs and yes, four bytes Yes, I was there. Like that? Yeah. I was there. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't need to tell you then. Um, I don't. But know. No, I just. Little, I found you know, my... it was
1: dramatic, man. Watching David Torrance run like with Kiprop for like for in his was the four by fifteen. Yeah, he went out and like. Oh, that was the four by fifteen. That's right. He like went out in like one fifty one. yeah yeah, he just like did not like he stayed with there till like he didn't die until like 300 meters to go but it was like the most like i'm going for broke like his 1200 meter split was like 251 he was like i'm going for it and then you know yeah but i'm just saying i'm saying
0: i was when i was thinking about this i talked myself into liking the sprint medley more than i thought i would just when i was looking thinking of it and how it would be practically applied Different
1: what
0: countries. about a four four, 4, 4 8, eight eight? So you create a entirely new relay? I mean, I, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, we do. I just think any... those are random. So four four eight eight I... might be good because a four by four is still like everyone is still in it after the second leg for the most part. Right? Yeah.
0: Nobody wants to get rid of the four by four. We all love the
1: four by four. Um, we do trying to look at the extra four by fours though. All right. What other? Yeah, what other? Uh, what other? Uh, no. There's 800 comments. Are all of them just tagging other people, being like, "Yo, check just this
0: out. I mean, Steeple Chase, but ice instead of water. We got some like that. Um, <laughs> one one yard penalty for a false start in the hundred, and it goes up to 0.5 yards per 100 meter longer. In the event is no actual DQs. Um, hurdles, you go over one and under one. No long jump, triple jump boards. What we we're talking about before, waterfall start in the hundred. So there you go. Um, someone said make <laughs> steroids legal. Someone said bring diamond league, bring distance events back to the diamond league. That's a good one. Hot uh, take, no change
1: right there.
0: I think that's cool. Full contact four by fours. Um, take toe board out of shot put, similar to the board in horizontal jumps. Yeah,
1: I mean, there's For a lot of say, uh, some. Ser- did anyone say let's run clockwise?
0: I think someone did say you like alternate directions of laps, so you do like a U turn. <laughs> uh,
1: Fifty why meter do dash. We run, back... Why do we? Why do we run counterclockwise?
0: Uh, I think because the queen was sitting on the other side of the stadium. So no, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I have no idea. And it, would it be I interesting if it's like, hey, oh, how about this? Uh, stadiums track layouts are unique so kind of like a baseball diamond right it's kind of like different the the outfield is different so it's unique in like direction you run and like it's still a 400 meter track but they change it so oh we're going to the Monaco 400 meter track where you run in a heart shape or you're going to the (laughs) paris 400 meter track where you run in like a a weird ass like hectic x hectagon or something like that
0: so like indoors sort of like, you don't know what the contours of the track are going to be. Could be flat, could yeah. be banked, could be a stu- super could steep be swivel, bank. Squirre, well, I always like just have a little st-
1: bit of an uphill, like a little bit of a downhill. It'll be a little wild. That'd be kind of cool.
0: I always liked it. And I know it's still 400 meters around, but pen, it just looks different because, like, the way the cameras are positioned and the, the inside lanes, right? And then there's a the rail and then yeah. the outside. Set of lanes i, I always like that and people are like you can't have a championship meet here because it's not under regulations i said "Well, it's cool to look at and that's what i really care about here like who cares right it's pen relays they uh they have the historic meters but yeah
1: yeah but you know Wait, what i'm so saying
0: like when, when you watch a pen relays,
1: it looks different if a world record is run at pen releases count?
0: Uh, because of the placement of the rail, I think it does. I just think it can't. There's some other logistical thing. I don't. Know. You're the Pennsylvania guy. How do you not know this? I don't know. It counts, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you say not regulation. I think it doesn't have specs for like a U.S. Championship, right? With like okay. it needs to have this many runways and this many things, and like someone made up regulations. Okay. Our I mean, it's,
1: regulations. Okay.
0: Okay, well, here's what I do know. I do know that before they did the 5,000 in the woods for BTC last year, they got a rail that was the old Hayward Field rail, right? That's where they found the rail, I think. And they brought somebody out to survey the track. They measured it, and they got it certified pretty quickly, and it was good to go. And that's a track around a forest. So I think if a track around a forest is okay, I think Pen Relay should be okay.
1: Got it. That's good to know, just
0: my just my just my, just my just my take I don't i always i've never been there. I'd really like to go there one day uh i just i think it looks unique it doesn't look like everything else on 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 like t v you um
1: you, you'd like to go to the, it's the it's the worst spectator track of all time you can't see anything,
0: but I don't know that until the... I've actually tried Gordon. how do but, I know it's a horrible if you, experience you stand
1: there, you'd be like, oh, I only get to see like. Twenty five percent of the race. This is great. Explain I it got, to me. I How, got there early. Where's... I got from, I got front row seats to this Portland track in the middle of the woods. I'm like ready to go. I'm camping out, and then no, no, I'm talking, about starts, Penn. I'm, like, I'm talking oh, about Penn. Really... Oh, okay. I well, like, Penn's great. Hyped. I've never been a pen. That's great. what I just said. I, yes, I thought you were talking about the Portland ta- track.
0: Sorry. No, 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 no. I thought you were talking about. Th- I people pay and only watch 25% of Penn? Like, what are you talking about? I was curious. No, I've never been, I've never been to Penn. I would like to go to the Nike track. That'd be interesting to see. Uh, it's not necessarily on my, my bucket list, but, uh, but it does look unique. No, I was talking about Penn because watching it on TV, wow. the camera angle is su- is super high, right? You're like looking down on the venue. It's cool. I think it's cool. Um, I think we got through not canceling the season. Someone said that, Um Let's see. It's good rule change. Passing on the outside of a lane should be changed to pass. Oh, that'd be interesting if they like regulated where you could pass. Like there was passing and no passing zones. That would be. That and would be a terrible like idea. A
1: great, like like it kind of like a pit stop in like NASCAR. Like are no, passing. Only on the straightaways you can pass, basically. And if you don't pass by the time you get to the curve, like you're you're out or something like that. I don't know. All
0: right, here's a good one from Laura. We'll end with this one. Sudden death to break team score ties. One team picks the competitors from each team. The other team gets to pick the event. Both teams make their decision before the other team's decision is revealed.
1: Ooh, so how? This, so if let's let's do this right now. You're going to be one team, and I'm going to be another, and we'll see how the what event we end up creating and the type of person you pick. By that being like, I'm okay. picking your best shot putter or whatever, or something like that, or I'm picking your best sprinter, or basically, I guess. So, we have to assume that, like, okay, we'll say your worst shot putter, but if you're, we're going to assume that you're good because you're in the meet. So, let's take out that, like, your worst runner. Okay. Right. It's your worst runner, but yeah, I guess it's your worst, but it's not like your local 5K runner. It's like the worst that's actually on varsity (laughs) that is competing. Right. Well,
0: and so let's say this is the NCAA Championships. Let's say this is literally the
1: NCAA Championships. Okay. So, NCAA Championships and. What team are you? I'm. I guess I'm NAU, and you're Florida. Okay. Or you? I'm NAU, and you're you're LSU. And we're okay. We're talking about indoors. I'm LSU. All right. Okay. You're LSU, and team. I'm. In, yeah. And so, you, one of the team. One of you get to pick one of my athletes, and then I get to pick the event. Is that how it works?
0: Uh Man, Laura, you got to send in. Uh, better. Uh, I think that's what it is. On, let me, let me I think order. that's what it is. You. <laughs> hold on, it's way at the bottom of the comments. This is going to take me a little while. I want to make sure I get this right. This I like this. I so like you're this. saying I pick both the athletes, and then you pick the event, but I don't tell you.
1: No, I is think that right. You, I think you pick. Yeah, you pick. You pick the athletes. You pick okay, both athletes. On, I'm getting closer. And then I pick the event, but I don't tell you what event I'm deciding on. I mean, it's going to be easy for us. I'm going to pick the 5K and then LSC is going to lose because no matter who you race, yeah, you by 5K. Yeah, I don't it's know. Lose.
0: What's a better so way to do it work? then? Okay, okay, I found it, found it. She says one team picks the competitors from each team. The other team gets to pick the event. Okay.
1: So I guess in this situation- so yeah, Under that, or, that circumstance,
0: a, that would not work.
1: Because it would be obviously you'd pick if you were picking the event, you just pick long jump or sprinting and you know. So let's let's do I am let's okay, how about let's let's flash forward to uh outdoor last year, where it was Texas Tech and Houston and Florida, right? So let's for most okay. I'll be Houston and you be Florida. We'll just do it like that, right? Okay. So, so you have Grant Holloway's, okay. I have Montgomery's, Mario Burks, all this stuff. So we're both sprint jump schools, right? Okay. So you're you're yep. Florida and I'm Houston. You gotta pick the athlete and I'm gonna pick the event. So okay, I just did athlete, it. In my head. You got the two athletes who you're yes. who you're who you're racing on my team. I have my athlete and then
0: I have your athlete. Yes. I have and my I'm matchup. I'm picking the event. I
1: have my and I'm yes, and I'm picking the event.
0: I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, you picked the event.
1: Okay, hold on. So I know a event not to pick cuz I think I know what athlete you're picking. So <laughs> um I'm going to pick I think the, the best decision is to always pick a distance event. I'm going to pick the 5K.
0: <laughs> well, you're about to get Grant Holloway versus Amir Latin in a 5K to decide the title.
1: <laughs> oh man, I should have picked the 400 hurdles. I, I wanted, to, I was like, I didn't think you would pick Amir Latin. I thought you were going to pick like Tremaine, like one of my like long jumpers or something like that. But yeah, I mean, who do you take Grant Holloway versus Amir Latin in the 5K?
0: Oh, I take Grant, man. He ran that one
1: thousand in the indoor pentathlon in high school. He's got that endurance still. I think I will take Amir because Amir has, you could say maybe a stronger because he has like the four hundred hurdling training. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's a good matchup what though, if it were,
0: right? What if it was just like a random event? Like you had to pick the athlete, and then there was just like a random event generator.
1: In, yeah, that'll be better.
0: In midfield, and then it was just like, all right, this is what you're what you're going for.
1: I like it. Yeah.
0: It's a good idea. That's a good spot to end. Flowtrack yes. at gmail.com is the email address. Thanks to everybody who unwittingly contributed to this podcast via their comments on Instagram. We appreciate it. Tomorrow is gonna be tomorrow's gonna be a Gordon and Lincoln episode, guys. Buckle up. I'm gonna make sure I download on all the podcast platforms Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. Uh Gordon's voice yeah, is, is right a roll.
1: We're going to cast the Michael Jordan documentary with track athletes. That's what we're going to do. I don't know. We're is that what we're going to do? Maybe. No. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Michael, I mean, did you watch Michael you Jordan? Got doc? Link-
0: I did, and Lincoln is a Bulls fan, so I'm sure he will gladly do any Bulls-related content with you tomorrow. So
1: I, lo- I loved in the beginning, in the beginning Michael Jordan when he says, we don't rebuild. That's what the Cubs have been doing for 40 years. That was a great line <laughs> when he called out do- the Cubs. Okay.
0: I don't want to get into this too much because you guys will talk about this tomorrow, and we're talking about uh, a basketball documentary. But did it just surprise you how candid everybody was in not in the documentary interviews, but at the time? Like it was yeah. the post game press conference after they won their fifth title, and they're asking him about what's going to happen next year. What do you think of ownership? da 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 da. Like nowadays. They'd shut that down real quick. They would set, have some cliche canned answer and then move on. Scottie Pippen's like, yeah, I didn't want to lose my summer. <laughs> Just like everybody's saying exactly what they felt. It was incredible. I don't remember it being like that.
1: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, they always were like touching around like the Kevin Durant at Golden State stuff, right? It wasn't like, like he probably never knew said he anything, had to put though. up the door, but he kept it to himself. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. I mean, they just
0: – Phil Jackson, Jerry, Jerry Krause, the general manager, goes out and says, yeah, that's to be Phil's last year. <laughs> like, he just said it just out loud. Like, everybody was just brutally honest back then. I don't know. I I, I was too young. I, I get the time. I watched all the games. Uh, I thought the Bulls were an incredible dynasty to follow, but I guess I wasn't following the, like, back and forth as much, so I didn't notice that just everybody took truth serum, I guess.
1: Yeah. If Twitter were around during the, the 90s Bulls, ooh, basketball <laughs> yeah. Twitter would be nuts. So, yeah. All right. Slow track all right, I'm ex- podcast I'm, at gmail.com. Yes.
0: I'm excited to hear you guys talk about th- that tomorrow. Thanks to Elon for producing. We'll talk to you guys next time.
1: Bye.